On this episode of Resi Week, Oversee is brand new, the rise of work from home, and CVID's COVID-19 report. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 224. Roll up your sleeves. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Crestron. Hey, welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, we are pleased to be joined by Jamie Griesmeister. She is the CEO slash boss lady at Integration Controls. How are you, ma'am? Doing very well. How are you? I told you, you're never going to live that one down. I love it. It is forever in your title. (laughs) Uh, Then we have my good friend, Kenny Kim. He is the VP of Connected Products at SnapAV. How are you, sir? Very good. Excellent. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right in uh, today with a story that comes to us from avnation.tv. SnapAV has a revamped oversee remote management and monitoring platform. They have added hundreds of platform enhancements, including a all-new mobile app, faster performance, added support for all SnapAV connected products, including PackEdge, as well as a, a bunch of other really, really cool things. Uh, one of the, uh, a couple of the things that I wanted to touch on, and, and Kenny, we'll, we'll start with you on this because this is kind of your domain. You're a good person to start with for it. One of the things that I saw in here that I am really excited to, to not only see how you integrate it, uh, but also excited to see it finally come together because we've kind of been waiting for this for a while. Remote is, has obviously been key for a long time for a lot of integrators and a lot of dealers and obviously this platform. What does it mean to finally be really talking about how you're going to bring um, Backpack and Ahiji into the Oversee mix as one complete product? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, let me start off with saying that um, as the companies came together, um, one of the tenets for us was let's make sure we give our dealers choice in choosing any product that you know it's right for them because they've already put the research behind it and they're familiar with the products. So whether it's a competitive product or ours, we said, Hey, let's, um, let's make sure we give choice. The only area where dealers actually said that I I don't want choice is RMM platform. And so we're really excited to bring this together. I mean, if you think about, um, you know, we have a pretty good legacy of, you know, having RMM platforms. We have Ahiji, which started basically the category in our industry. Mm-hmm. You got backpack platform and an overseas platform. And for us to bring this three together and getting um, all the team members that were on all those pro- platforms into a single team and focusing our resources to really accelerating, delivering value for our integrators, that's huge. And so this is really exciting for us and, and, and hopefully it's very exciting for dealers as well. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Jamie, l- let me let me start with you or, or, or wrap this up with you real quick. Um, remote has been important for a, a long time. This is something that the trade mags, the manufacturers, uh, a select number of dealers have really been taking this flag for a long time and and promoting the heck out of out of remote. Coming into the start of the year, 
were those same conversations, right? CE Pro would run something on how you got to get into RMR, it'll blah, 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 save you tons of money, make you lots of money, et cetera, et cetera. All these things. You still had a fair number of integrators that have always been on the fence about this, about RMR and, and how it actually can help you and, and sustain you. Going through what you know we've all been going through the last two, three months or so, remote has really proven to be very successful. Is this, dare I say, the, the, the event that we kind of had to go through as an industry to get the whole industry as a whole finally on board and, and understand the value of remote management and supervision? Do we have to hit rock? Is this our rock bottom before we look, <laughs> before yeah. we look better our ways maybe? Um, I think for a lot, yeah. I think there's still probably some integrators who uh, maybe want to and just don't know how. And I think that's maybe some of the reticence that we've seen prior is, okay, we know how to sell a cool box that does really great things, but um, when it comes to audio and video, but how about remote service when it's such an in-person gig typically? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I certainly hope it's a catalyst for more integrators to see the value in it because I know as a, both an integrator and as a homeowner, um, we're seeing challenges in people not wanting us to go into their homes as much as possible. Or I reached out to a client proactively saying, hey, I'm thinking about you, what's going on today? And she said, yeah, you know, I've had a few issues, but I didn't want to reach out because of COVID, even though we could have probably fixed it remotely. Uh, and she's on a plan. So <laughs> um, I had to remind her of that, like, yeah, but you've got like, you know, we have insight in your system. Uh, <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, that's great. I wish I would have remembered earlier. So um, hopefully it is a catalyst that helps bring a lot of integrators on board. Very good. Kenny, one last question before we leave this one alone. Um, one of the things that I noticed in in the list of kind of feature releases was the fact that it's it's finally can I say that finally, um, fully featured on mobile, which I know as somebody who we use this product in my company as well. And that is that in the offline data were the two things I saw that got me super excited. What, what took so long to kind of make that decision to make it fully featured on mobile? Is it just the changing landscape of having techs on site who maybe just don't have a laptop with them or they leave it in the truck and they don't want to go all the way back upstairs to get it just to do some of these things. Yeah. If you look at um, traditional remote platforms and other industries like the IT industry or the commercial industry, it's very um, desktop based. And, you know, we, we modeled after that. And, but what we, what we quickly realized is if you look at our usage data, there's more than two X the usage on the mobile platform than the desktop. So it quickly became clear to us that dealers are on the go. And, and, you know, we hear a lot of anecdotes where dealers say, man, I get calls in the worst possible times when I'm at dinner with my kids or, you know, spending time with my family on the weekends. And so they don't have a conveniently have their computer in front of them all the time. So being able to have a fully featured app where you can do everything uh, from the palm of your hand, your primary device. That was really crucial to us. And so we looked at data and we thought that was extremely important. And so that's what we delivered. And offline devices too. I mean, 
it, when devices are offline and you're blind to what's going on, that you're in the worst possible spot as an integrator because you know something critical fails, your customer calls you and you you can't tell them anything. You just say, oh, I must roll out a truck to figure out what's going on. Having that information of what happened right before it went to that critical state is really critical for a dealer to look, number one, look professional and to resolve the issue really quickly. Yeah, very good. I, I, I will say I couldn't tell you the last time I was on the desktop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, the next story of the day. This comes to us from a resident, residential tech today and uh, our good friend Heather Sidorowitz with what the rise of home workspace means for custom integrators. Uh, Heather goes through a couple of really good points, uh, specifically talking about uh, an interview with Warren Buffett about how he is expecting the landscape of the workplace to change. And well, you know, a lot of integrators may be in the workplace. We are obviously all in the in the home space. And this work from home is meaning that a lot of the workspace is coming home. Uh, she covers a couple of uh, really good points, including a robust network, how seating is important, and then kind of beyond just basic computer technology, as well as all the decor side of things. Uh, Jamie, I want to kick this one off with you. We, we've kind of covered work from home in, in a couple of ways on the show in the past couple of weeks, as a lot of people obviously have been talking about it so much. What I keep coming back to though, is there's been all of this call to action that integrators are, are, are best poised to jump in and, and own this space and become the, the people that obviously own the network. That's not that much of a stretch. We already promote that as an industry. But to own the home office and really go heavily after that, I, I continually wonder if that is a, a massive stretch for most integrators. Am I wrong on that? Or is this something that we have the, the, the bandwidth to own this space? I think we have the bandwidth to own it, especially those integrators that are already involved in like commercial work. You know, they have some tools at their disposal that many residential integrators may not uh, have had experience with. So um, I was having a conversation with a colleague a week or two ago, you know, a family room Zoom room where you can game remotely with your family members across the world. Like the idea of, you know, having it all built into a soundbar and that kind of comes from a, a commercial solution, which I think sounded really intriguing. Um, you think about it, we know the network, we know the audio, the video, the components, really, I think the hardest part is knowing which laptop are we hooking up to at any given time, or is it a, a PC or a Mac? Mm -hmm. um, but I think that we're very well poised uh, to, to help that home office work from home, multiple locations throughout a house. You think about the acoustics of you know, a family of four all on a Zoom call at the same time. Uh, one, the bandwidth requirements, but two, the acoustics of that situation and where the setup would be. Um, if we, you know, think outside the box a little bit and as integrators, I think that's what we do or should be doing. I think we could definitely own that part of the house. Yeah, that's a good take. Uh, Kenny, this always hits me as, a, as an interesting play. As you know, my, my personal company, we work in the commercial space and the resi space as well. So to Jamie's point, we know all these products, we know all these features, 
we, we already have kits set up for small offices that just transition beautifully. Is it something though where it's an easier lead for your client to hit this kind of first from the network side and, and, and essentially not come out of left field with the, Hey, you're now working from home. Here is a, a you know, a Brio and a, and a light bar and all of these things that they may not be thinking when they, when they, you know, are trying to set up their office. They're just thinking of, hey, I'm going to sit there and do this. Is it a safer play or, or a smarter play to go after the network side and kind of tag the home office or the work from home aspect on it in addition? Um, I think the, the landscape definitely has changed. I think the, the criticality of the network being reliable and robust has become so central to number one, all the experiences in the home. Um, but um, what consumers directly see as this is as important as any of my other utility. And so I think it's actually really smart for integrators to lead with that as the foundation of the system. And it's, it, it provides a much easier conversation around services. Uh, we talked about RMR earlier. I mean, networking requires servicing, and I think customers know that, especially with their experiences with ISPs. Um, so I think leading with that is really smart. And then tagging on other services, it's just a very natural uh, extension of that smart home. So I, I think it's a really smart move for dealers to move into that. Very good. All right, let's uh, move on to our last story of the day. This comes to us from Hidden Wires. Cedia has published a report with findings from their COVID-19 business impact survey. This was a survey conducted by the Farnsworth Group, and it was open in the kind of the middle part of April, covering uh, a bunch of system integrations and uh, construction industries to take part in it. What uh, was kind of expected was what the survey found. Uh, essentially that 90% of integrators are doing less work doing to lock, due to lockdown restrictions and are expecting project delays to last up to at least three months. Uh, there's a couple of really interesting numbers in here. Obviously, the the UK has been locked down a little bit longer and a little bit harder, shall we say, than uh, Canada and the US. And I, I would argue that Canada is kind of in the middle there as far as what the, what the lockdown has kind of looked like. Uh, so what you're seeing and what the, what the numbers are showing is that uh, in the U- UK, 71% of companies have had to lay off and furlough staff versus just 46 in Canada and the U.S. Uh, and uh, there's a couple other really interesting parts. Uh, as far as 54% of U.S. and Canadian integrators are expecting the pandemic pandemic to have a big negative impact on their business uh, compared with 64% in the UK. Um, Kenny, let me, let me come back and, and kind of start with you on this from a, from a manufacturer standpoint. Is this data that is, is overly helpful to you to, to see it from, you know, the CDA side uh, where it's covering the, you know, the, the entire breadth of the industry opposed to just the data that you guys are collecting internally uh, for for your own dealers, is this something that is really usable in any way to you guys as manufacturers, or is this just good information to have that kind of confirms what you're already seeing? Um, I think it's the latter. Um, we we touch a lot of integrators. Um, 
you know, we, we work with, you know, over 15,000 integrators. So we, we have a pretty good pulse of what's going on. Um, I, I think what's, um, what could have been more, a little bit more valuable is what are some of these dealers doing? Like, like in a very practical sense, mm-hmm. how are they addressing and getting through these times? What has worked, what hasn't has worked, what haven't have worked. Um, these things would really help the dealers on what steps they can take today to get out of this situation and protect their business for the longer run. I think that would have been really helpful, but yeah, it, it is uh, just validating some of the data that we already have with talking to our dealers. Yeah. Very good. All right, Jamie, let's, let's have the, the fun conversation. Not that that wasn't fun. Kenny. don't, don't misunderstand <laughs> the, the, the really key indicator in this that, that I don't want to say it was glossed over, but just kind of, it, it got two lines. And I think it is a really important conversation that I kind of want to pull a thread on for a second. Uh, With around half, and and this is kind of a a quote here, around half of participating integrators are expecting revenue to drop considerably. Most are expecting to be able to operate their business at these lower revenue levels for a maximum of three to six months. So Jamie, when you you see that, when you read that and and obviously see all these numbers in the survey, they do paint, uh, I don't want to say a grim picture, but not a fantastic, this is not a rosy outlook on this survey. But when you see that specifically, that most integrators are expecting to be able to operate their business at these lower revenue numbers for a maximum of three to six months. Most of us are two months into this already. We're going into summer, which is normally a huge boon for integrators in general, construction's lagging, all of these other things are lagging. When you see that quote of three to six months, what does that look like for the landscape of integrators through the rest of the year? Well, I mean, let's say, you know, we're not quite halfway through the year, but let's kind of get there, you know, for math's sake. That means by the end of the year, there's a lot of integrators that will be out of business if revenue streams continue. You know, and one of the um, concerns I have is the wave that we have yet to see of all of those. um, I think most of us that are busy now, it was because of what we already had in the pipeline. Um, I know my, in my particular situation, the opportunities have lessened um, to, to a crawl. And it's been challenging to meet with people and sell remotely. Uh, Not to say that it hasn't happened and that we're not filling our pipeline, but um, the amount of new requests are certainly down. And uh, while we're comfortable until the end of the year, it's, it's, I'm concerned about what's next, what's happening in 2021. So I think what this means to us as integrators, if we want to be real with ourselves is to look inside and say, how are we going to, change. Uh, I don't want to use the word pivot, but what do we need to do differently? Um, Jeremy Burkhardt talks about right-sizing your company. I think he uses that term. You know, Mm -hmm. do you have people that you're hanging on to that you don't need to hang on to right now? Uh, Might this be the time when you need to roll up your sleeves and get back out in the field, perhaps? Um, Or look at a completely different business model. You know, I think the, the challenge is that the future is uncertain. And we don't know how long this will last or what the true impact is, because I I truly think we're still at the beginning of it. And as integrators, we've been lucky to be considered essential, 
we've been lucky to be able to work through this time, but I don't know if we've seen the impact it's had on construction just yet. Um, I know I was speaking with uh, Hagai and he had mentioned that, um, you know, even getting loans out in California was kind of put on hold. You know, people are not putting, letting you have a mortgage to, to start building. So how long is that going to last? And what's that impact? You know, is this a three, six, nine month delay? All the orders that weren't placed for the past three months, what does that do for manufacturing? There's a lot to be considered. So um, it's concerning to me when I hear at maximum three to six months of a lower revenue stream. I think you have to make decisions now, uh, should have made decisions by now uh, to hopefully thwart off some of that. So can you just to kind of continue this conversation before we wrap up for a second? Um, when, when you hear what Jamie said, when, when you read the article such as this, when you, you know, hear kind of the scuttlebutt that's going around in the industry wise, this has been in my mind, one of those situations where it's kind of separating the, dare I say, hobbyists from the actual business owners. And, you know, most of our companies in this channel are mom and pop shops. And I have nothing against that. I run one myself. But we're, we're families. We're, we're trying to maintain our, our company family unit, right? And we're trying to keep everyone employed. We're trying to keep everybody working as much as we can, et cetera, et cetera. Is this kind of the, the opportunity for most integrators to not spend every day on a webinar taking a training class or something like that necessarily, but really investing in, and taking a hard look at how you're running your company from everything from suppliers like you guys to, you know, staff to clients to verticals you're in. Is this that opportunity they, that you should be taking to, yes, you know, work on your personal development, but really take a hard look at your business and say, hey, this is, this is our plan going forward. This is how we're going to ride this and come out on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, it takes an event like this for people to get a wake-up call. Um, you know, we, <laughs> we serve a lot of dealers in many different industries. Uh, one of stark contrast is the security integrators. And, you know, they're not skipping a beat throughout any downturn because they have a recurring base of business. And, and so it, when I look at that versus some of our CD dealers, I think this is a, a really a wake up call for us to rethink hey, how do I diversify our revenues? How do I diversify my clientele? Um, so that even during a downturn like this, that there's um, they can uh, continue to stay afloat, continue to um, you know, manage their business um, and really uh, have a low overhead and increased profitability so they can get through some of times like this. And so I, I think this is a great opportunity um, you know, working with us, we're engaging directly with our integrators to see how we can help them, uh, what type of support we can provide them. And so it, I think this is the right time for that, for sure. All right, let, let's, let's wrap it up with this final thing for, to, to both of you. Um, if you had to give one concise piece of advice to integrators or, or small manufacturers or, or anybody who's in that three to six month, you know, situation, what would you say? Be comfortable doing things differently. 
You know, I, I think um, of the people I've met that have been in the industry for quite some time, there's a lot of innovation when it comes to a, a certain number of things and a certain trajectory and a certain kind of tunnel that you've built around yourself. Um, and what I've, what I've seen having, having not come from this industry, you know, from birth, which a lot <laughs> seems that they have, um, but coming into it, you know, been here for 15 years or so, um, there's so much opportunity on the horizon. There, there's so much potential with lighting. There's so much potential with managed services. There's so much potential with being a really good security contractor that also does networking. You know, there's, there's a lot of ways I think that people can think outside the box if they get a little creative to build a business model that's sustainable. Um, and that's a, a challenge when there are so many options is to kind of choose a good path um, but I think if we, you know, maybe reinvent what it would be like if we started our business today, I think would be a, a better way to say, how do we change our business as it is now? Like think of a, a reinvention instead. Yeah. Very good. Kenny. You know, I, I wouldn't have said it any better than what Jamie just said, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, I think something similar, um, uh, be ready to adapt. Um, those dealers that we've seen even flourish during these times are the ones that can look at this opportunity as, um, you know, what other things can I do? How can I leverage this opportunity where people are working from home to continue to grow my business? Um, how do I get into some other things that I, I wasn't in before to continue to, you know, adapt um, and, and, and grow? So uh, I would say something very similar to what Jamie just said. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. Let's let's wrap it up there. Thank you both for joining us. Uh, Jamie, if people want to connect with you, learn more about integration controls, where can they do that? Sure. You can find us on the web at integrationcontrols.com and all of our social handles are control STL. So at control STL for uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Kenny, my friend, thank you for joining us as well. If people want to connect with you or learn more about SnapAV, where can they do that? You can go to snapav.com. You can reach out to me directly at kenny.kim at snapav.com. Beautiful. Thank you both for joining us. For myself, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. Thank you.